Welcome to Zen for Everyday Life with Matt Valentine. Insight, inspiration, and wisdom for living a more mindful, peaceful, and joy-filled life. Episode number 16. Welcome to a new episode of Zen for Everyday Life. I am Matt Valentine, and today we are going to talk about about love, about true love, a little bit about true love at least, specifically loving kindness, which is, if you looked at Buddhist wisdom and the move, the sort of uh, transmission of Buddhist wisdom to the West, particularly with, with regards to scientific studies, if you had to mention a principle second, second to mindfulness, you took mindfulness out of the equation, the next one that would, that would crop up would definitely be loving kindness. There has been a number of studies done on loving kindness and, and its respective meditation practice and the cultivation of it as a general quality. And there have been a lot of very, very promising, very bright uh, results from a number of those studies. And so in the West, with this move of, of, of mindfulness coming to us and of us really just understanding, really just learning how to implement it, often doing it in a sort of way where we're sort of doing it kind of with the brakes on, so to speak. What I mean by that is we try to sort of, uh, a lot of people sort of try to hide mindfulness from its Buddhist origins, and that leads to a misunderstanding. You don't have to practice mindfulness and be a Buddhist, but to understand deeply the origin of it is very important to practicing correctly. And as a part of that, one example is we often bunch up a number of qualities that are not all considered mindfulness within Buddhist wisdom, but are almost always paired with it, such as attention, awareness, uh, ardency, which is sort of this, uh, this resolve to stay focused on an endeavor. Uh, these various different qualities that are we usually associate all together as mindfulness, but in Buddhist wisdom, they're various different separate qualities, which are just almost always so, uh, paired with mindfulness. And going along, moving along from that, the same sort of thing happens with qualities of like compassion and loving kindness. And it's they're spoken about as if they are just naturally cultivated from mindfulness practice. And they can be. They absolutely can be, but they are their own separate qualities, which can be cultivated in and of themselves. And they also don't necessarily uh, arise from just from mindfulness practice. It doesn't just happen with everybody automatically, although it can. And mindfulness absolutely serves as an incredible foundation for cultivating them because mindfulness serves as that master tool of regaining clarity. Clarity leads to understanding. And the foundation of compassion and love is understanding. Uh, but they aren't, they are exclusive qualities. They are these separate qualities. And it's important to put focus on loving kindness, on the qualities of true love, which loving kindness is one. Uh, compassion, or at least uh, compassion might not be a complete word. The desire to alleviate other suffering, you don't necessarily need to have experienced what they do, but more the desire to alleviate their suffering. Equanimity or freedom, and a sort of sympathetic joy, the ability to be happy for somebody else's successes or, or, or good, good fortune. But there's a lot within that. And that's the fourth principle 
of my upcoming book, This Moment, which is to live with true love. Uh, so again, there's a lot within that, so I won't be able to cover everything today, but I do want to talk about loving kindness and specifically how it, it, it works together with mindfulness practice to help us heal internal wounds. And so before we get into uh, today's episode, visit buddhaimonia.com if you'd like to get my latest blog posts. I have a lot of different mindfulness and meditation guides on various different topics, beginner and inter intermediate and on. Uh, you can get the podcast episode show notes. You can check out my books and various other resources that I have there, including uh, you can join the weekly Buddhaimonia newsletter uh, at buddhaimonia.com slash newsletter. Uh, you can pick up my free ebook, Little Book of Mindfulness, for an A to Z introduction to the practice of mindfulness. And lastly, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can go to buddhaimonia.com forward slash support. And your donation will help pay for the time as well as the money that I put into the podcast. And it will allow me to continue bringing you uh, great content each week. So with that said, let's get to today's episode. As you may already know, my new book, This Moment, How to Live Fully and Freely in the Present Moment, is coming out this month. The official release date is the last day of the month, February 29th. That's a Monday. It's, I think it's the fourth Monday of the month. And uh, last week, I spoke shortly and did a reading from a portion of a chapter from the book that talked about a subtopic from the third principle in the book, which is to live naturally. And that section of the book is really about overcoming the major challenges that we encounter. And what these challenges really do is they keep us from from living in harmony. They, they, they keep us from, from being able to live naturally. And that's really what a big part of the book is, is about living in harmony with the world around us. And I call that living naturally. Uh, so I gave a little background in exactly what I meant by that and how it can help you in your daily life. Well, today I want to talk to you about the fourth principle, which is to live with true love. And by true love, I'm referring to the Buddhist principle of true love, which is not limited to romantic love, but includes, or at least can include, all beings. Now, as I mentioned, there is a lot to talk about here. A lot of subpoints within this section of the book, so I won't be revealing all or even most of the subpoints, but I did want to talk specifically on one subpoint today that I was reflecting on earlier this week. I want to talk to you today about your home. And no, I don't mean your physical home. I mean your mental abode, your garden, your kingdom, your sanctuary. This is a place where you can, in any moment, choose to water the good seeds in your life or water the bad ones. And that isn't to say that you can avoid all conflict and challenges, but that is to say that in any given moment, you have a choice to act more skillfully so as to put yourself in a position where you will suffer less, experience less pain, and rather be happier and experience more peace. The mind. This is our true home. More than anywhere else, we live here. Not in a house, and not at our job or business for those workaholics. But after a while, something happens. 
we start to experience pain and suffering in our life, and we begin to avoid our home. We stop wanting to go home and instead think of every excuse we can to not have to go home. A wife or husband fights with their spouse and no longer wants to go home because they think that there's more pain in going home than avoiding it. I'm going to sleep over at work. Or I'm going to grab a drink, we tell ourselves. Or I'm going to go distract myself with fill-in-the-blank, TV, internet, social media, sex, partying, video games, you name it. We begin to believe that too much pain exists at home, and we do everything we can to avoid it. And even when we are forced to confront it, if ever, we try to get out as soon as possible, and we resist the situation every step of the way, never allowing ourselves to open our eyes and just see things for what they are, but instead for what we think they are in our imagination the monster we've painted our challenges to be. But if we avoid home, then there's nowhere for us to heal. There's nowhere for us to rest and gain clarity. That's what home is for. When we get angry and lash out, or when we grow fearful and seek to distract ourselves, we are avoiding home. Home is the mind, and home is the present moment. To be fully with ourselves in this moment, willing to confront what's in front of us, in our minds, with kindness and compassion. This is how we go home, and this is how we heal our wounds. Kindness is very, very important here. Loving kindness is a love characterized by benevolence, which is the desire to help and do good. When I say kindness, and when I say love, this is what I'm speaking of. And this is true love. True love always includes loving kindness. Indeed, it's one of the four aspects of true love, according to the Buddha. And uh, he got it from the ancient Brahmin tradition in India, the predominant spiritual tradition at the time, which died out about the same time as the Buddha became prominent and uh, rose to influence, so to speak. This week, I'll be doing the traditional loving-kindness meditation practice uh, on the ZFEL guided meditation episode. But cultivating loving-kindness for yourself, if you're new to the practice, isn't difficult. You can cultivate loving-kindness as a formal meditation practice, or you can simply take a moment to generate it in the middle of your daily life, in really any situation. So if you find yourself in a difficult situation, avoiding going home due to stress, anxiety, or some form of pain, it can be difficult to be mindful. Sometimes it can feel impossible. When this happens, you can practice a simple exercise that I like to call everyday LKM or everyday loving kindness. Now, before you do this, it's important to identify whether this is an internal challenge or internal external. And by internal, I mean dealing only with you, something that's arising within you, or a problem that has to do with, of course, it's something that's arising within you, but is it attached to another person? Is it due to an argument that you just had with someone? And I'll explain why that's important in a moment. 
So there are, depending on whether it's internal or internal external, there's either three or four steps. It's very simple. You can do this practice within a minute, two minutes, three minutes, however long you'd like. But the first step is to calm yourself. It's very important. Really, whatever the challenge, the first thing you should do is to really just take a moment to level yourself. Now, this is always best done with the practice of, of, of mindfulness. But if you find that difficult, then simply do your best to just become aware of your breathing, even if you find it very difficult to focus on one point for very long. And you can do this for as little as 10 seconds. And immediately begin to repeat a simple mantra to yourself. And do this for no more than about one minute. This can be something as simple as, be happy, be at peace. Remember, you're calming yourself right now. So something like, be happy, be at peace works perfectly. And again, for no more than a minute. And this could be something as simple as 10, 15 seconds, 30 seconds, even. After that, you go to step number two, which is to generate love. So in doing this, you shift and you begin to imagine a close friend, a family member, a mentor or a teacher, somebody that you, that you deeply respect. Uh, those are generally the best examples. Someone that you have a great deal of love for. Now, place an image, keep an image of them in your mind for, again, same thing, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, however long. However long you do each one of these steps, try to keep each step to the same amount of length. So if you calm yourself for 30 seconds, generate love for 30 seconds. If you do, if you calm yourself for a minute, generate, generate love for one minute. And it just simplifies the practice and makes it easier. So let's say you've calmed yourself for one minute. You then keep an image in, in your mind of somebody that you have a great deal of love for, for one minute, and you imagine those feelings of love and compassion for the person swelling up as high as they will go. And when you do this, you can repeat a simple mantra like, be well, be happy, be free of suffering, be at peace. Something very simple like that is perfect, and that'll allow you to generate love for the person, love and compassion for them. Then you move on to sending love to yourself. So now you imagine transferring those feelings of love and compassion that you have for the person over to yourself. And after doing so for a moment, and in this case, we're doing that for one minute, you can repeat this mantra to yourself. Be kind, be compassionate, be loving. So you transfer that those feelings over to yourself. And you can imagine that for 10 odd seconds or, or so, however long you feel is beneficial. And then repeat the mantra for the remainder of that minute. Again, be kind, be compassionate, be loving, uh, be free of suffering, be at peace, something, some simple mantra with a combination of a few sentences such as that will work just fine. That's the entire practice if it's an internal challenge. If it's some sort of stress or anxiety that's arising, that's how you would use the practice. And you're simply generating loving kindness. You're, you're, you're attempting to calm yourself for a moment. It's always important to level yourself for a second. Bring some sort of level of peace to yourself. And then you generate love, and then you send that to yourself. And that's really as simple as it gets. That is everyday loving kindness. You can do that in a minute, two minutes, three minutes. It's very simple. Now, if it's an internal, external challenge, where it had to do with just having argued with your spouse or someone, you can then do step number four, which is to send love to the other person. So you do the exact same thing as in the last step where you send that love to yourself. But in this case, you now send those feelings of love from 
the other person you have a great deal of love for and yourself, and you transfer them to this person who you have just had this conflict with. This person that you just had a conflict with isn't always necessarily going to be somebody that you have a lot of love for. Uh, they could be a neutral person or uh, something worse. Whatever it is, you do the exact same thing. You imagine sending those feelings of love for them over. Now, depending on what level they are, this will be more difficult to do, but it still stays the same. It's still the same exercise. This practice is something that you could use whenever, wherever. If you add it up, even if it's the internal, external version, you could do this in really a minute. You could do it. I'd suggest doing it in three to four minutes. I'd suggest taking more like 30 seconds to a minute for each section. So a minute and a half to two minutes on the low side, four minutes on the high side. But you see how simple of a practice it is, and it's, it's so powerful. This is how you generate loving kindness in the formal loving kindness meditation. But it's switching things up a little bit to direct it, to center it more towards yourself when you're going through a difficult situation, and then to focus it in on that specific person that you're having a difficulty with whenever you have some sort of altercation, some sort of conflict with a specific person. And so it's a version of loving-kindness meditation that really just focuses in on what is the challenge that you're dealing with right now in this very moment. There's really an infinite number of uses for it, and it's something that we all need. Loving-kindness for ourselves is essential to peace and happiness, to the ability to skillfully navigate the challenges of our lives and come out the other end fulfilled and having realized a true level of freedom. And when paired with mindfulness practice, the ability to be fully present for our suffering and accept it openly, calming the mind and attaining key insights, which is the mindfulness job, we have a far more powerful practice total practice for cultivating true peace and happiness than with just one of those ingredients. With mindfulness, we can uncover the pain and face it, bringing clarity and calmness to mind. Now, this often creates a great amount of healing in itself, but is often a starting point more than anything else because so many of the challenges that we deal with, mindfulness isn't this this all cure, this panacea for it, but it's an effective tool for helping us more skillfully deal with it. And when you bring in the practice of loving kindness and add that to the equation, we can then open our hearts and create a great deal of healing within us. So loving kindness paired to the practice of mindfulness, the cultivation of loving kindness, of compassion, and of the greater, greater principle of true love are a powerful, powerful combination. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was a quick, quick episode, uh, a quick point, but I felt that today's episode was better kept simple and straightforward and a big emphasis uh, on this week's message, overall message, is the formal practice of loving kindness meditation, which again, I, you saw I, I covered a short version of in Everyday Loving Kindness. Uh, that's an incredible exercise. But the formal practice of loving kindness is so important. So it's such a powerful, powerful exercise. And uh, absolutely, if you listen to this episode, it is, I'd suggest, it's, I, would, I would say it's almost required listening as paired with this, with this episode. It's so important. Uh, but you can take 
everyday loving kindness and you can use that throughout your life as well but i would say that it's incomplete if you don't also take the formal practice of loving kindness meditation to some degree as well this is a practice that the buddha prescribed in a number of different occasions this is something that followers of the buddha have practiced for now thousands of years his original disciples and those who would eventually identify themselves as buddhists and on and on through the century so through the centuries excuse me and so this is a practice that has merit that has it is a important part of the overall practice of really cultivating true peace and happiness and as i mentioned earlier in the episode and a little bit in the middle of the episode and which is a big point of my upcoming book this moment is mindfulness is is not enough we can't just expect to just practice mindfulness and be set up in the book i talked a lot about the challenges that we face throughout our practice and in the book i talk about how to make friends with yourself and various different challenges in principle number three living naturally and these are all things that we're not just naturally equipped to handle these aren't things that we just through mindfulness practice we just we overcome them these are things that mindfulness practice helps us more skillfully work through but there's more to it than just that and this is a perfect example of that loving kindness the principles of loving kindness and compassion and generating these feelings for ourselves and for each other for others and bringing this together with our mindfulness practice is so key in that overall practice so i hope you found it beneficial and i'd suggest just begin to try it out try it out once or twice this week on any given week we tend to run into at least a few occasions where we could use this practice i find it's useful constantly practically or almost literally daily so i would suggest to try it out just make it a point to just try it out one two three times this week and see how it works for you it's a simple practice again that you can use very easily doesn't take much time no matter how busy you are what you're going through honestly even if you are busy you shouldn't be making the excuse that you don't have the time to take care of yourself. So again, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, if you did, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you'd like more, you can head over to buddhaimonia.com. That's the word Buddha and the letters I-M-O-N-I-A.com, where you can read the blog, get the podcast show notes. You can check out the various books and other resources I offer. And you can sign up to the weekly newsletter at buddhaimonia.com slash newsletter and also if you'd like to support the podcast you can go to buddhaimonia.com forward slash support and all donations will go to the time and money to pay for the time and money that i put into the podcast and to allow me to continue to bring great content to you each week so again that's buddhaimonia.com forward slash support and uh, as you guys know this episode, last episode, I've talked a lot about my, my upcoming book. I am very, very excited for it. It is something that has that I've been working on for a very long time. And in the book, I attempt to describe a more complete practice that talks about the West's adoption of mindfulness in a more effective and complete way. That, again, mindfulness is not enough. And what is it that we need? along with mindfulness to have an effective practice of peace to where we begin to rewrite these 
bad habits, both personally and culturally, that have taken us away from the proper environment for cultivating true peace and happiness and really living fully, really, really being fulfilled and, and uh, really living freely, having true freedom. So I'm really excited to bring the book to you guys. As I said, again, it's going to be February 29th. It's going to be official release date. And I'm going to announce that officially on the blog pretty soon as well. Uh, if you'd like to check out the blog, I have just opened up entries for the, the This Moment book launch team, which is just all about who anybody who would like to support the launch of the book. And there are a number, a number of really, really cool benefits uh, as part of that, I don't just ask you guys to help support the book. I don't give you anything. You guys get a lot of really cool stuff, including a review copy, a free review copy of the book as well. So yeah, so that's really cool. You can go to buildingmoney.com slash blog, and you can check it out on the blog there. And if you'd like to get updates for the book and uh, new information as it's available, you can go to thismomentbook.com. So again, it's just thismomentbook.com. You can sign up to get new information that's available. And there are a number of really big surprises this month leading up to the official release of the book. So you guys don't want to miss that. Make sure you guys sign up so you get all of those different updates as uh, as they come available. Yeah, so I am very, very, very excited to bring it to you guys. And thank you all so much for the support. So far, it means a lot to me. And this week's verse for everyday life is argument. Stop. I can feel it. The anger spreads far. It blinds. Stop. Breathe. Be mindful. Cool. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and I will see you next week. Peace. Peace.